Hey, Ralph. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jim, although uh, we've got a little uh, snow and ice uh, here in the middle part of Michigan, so uh, I haven't been outside yet today. Uh, it looked just too ugly to walk out. <laughs> I've been outside shoveling for a little bit, and uh, it's uh, one, one factor that's kind of cool, Ralph. Uh, it's uh, snowman snow. Oh, how truly good. Yeah. So I don't know if you and Karen are going to make a snowman in your front lawn, but uh, Elijah's coming over this afternoon, and, hey, maybe we'll make a snowman or a snow you know, dog uh, or a snow turtle. Yeah. Or a snow turtle, yeah. In the uh, in the age of uh, political correctness, uh, I think now you're supposed to say snow person. Oh, you're correct. Okay. <laughs> Bad me. <laughs> yes. I will go and stand in the corner after this is... No, I'll go out and shovel anyway. Okay. Today, Ralph, oh, our listeners probably have noticed no um, uh, musical introduction, and that means that Ralph and I are um, communicating and recording on uh, free conference calling. Um, and uh, So sometimes if you hear a little bit of a delay, it might be because of uh, the uh, difference in you know, where the signal has to go from Mount Pleasant to California and then back to Mount Pleasant. Uh, yeah. So, kind of like bouncing something off the moon, right? Right. Okay. The the study that we looked at um, today was kind of an interesting one. It was uh, done at McGill University, um, and uh, I don't know if anybody listening has heard about uh, what's happening in Canada, but there do seem to be some some occurrences in Montreal, Quebec City, uh, uh, Ottawa. Uh, some protests, and Ralph and I were talking about that. It seemed kind of unlikely that Canadians would be you know, protesting things like vaccination passports, but, but they certainly seem to be. Anyhow, this is a study that was named uh, or titled A New Understanding of Mental Illness. And uh, Well, let me, let me stop you there for a minute, Jim, because, yeah. uh, you know, my, uh, my interest... Uh, recently has been in uh, uh, what we might call positive psychology, and I thought the latest breakthrough uh, was when Seligman uh, said, oh, let's look at some healthy people, and discovered that there was a whole area of psychology that is entirely separated from the mentally ill. Yeah, right. And in fact, you know, we... we Give credit to uh, Martin Seligman because you know, he really did popularize this notion of, of positive psychology. But it actually goes back to Hans Eysenck uh, in the 1950s. And another guy that I'm going to talk about for a, a moment in the 1950s, uh, 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 Thomas Saws. But Eysenck uh, tried to look at what he referred to as the, the adaptive or healthy personality. And... Uh, um, uh, it had several dimensions to it. But this new study, the study out of McGill, is a little bit different um, in that they have identified, they think, three factors uh, that broadly are suggestive of difficulties in living. And we'll just use that as uh, a uh, sort of a, a catchphrase for uh, for mental illness. So we'll talk about those in just a c- couple minutes. But, uh, yeah, 
Seligman wants to focus on things that um, uh, make healthy people more you know, productive and creative and connected and compassionate. Uh, you know, no, no question about that. But we have to admit that there are people who are not connected, are not compassionate, are not uh, uh, creative in a pro-social sense. Um, and those are the people that are often labeled as um, misfits, uh, and perhaps legally they're labeled as misfits, or the um, psychiatric community has labeled them as uh, ill, as sick people. And uh, uh, psychology, you know, gathered, you know, or, or became part of that that group back in the oh early part of the 20th century when we began to uh, uh, create uh, tests of personality, uh, like the MMPI, Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory, it was really a test of, or a measure of psychopathology. Because when you take a look at the, the, um, the dimensions, you've got things like hysteria, depression, uh, hypochondriasis, uh, antisocial, uh, paranoia, schizophrenia, uh, uh, manic. You know, those are, could be applied to aspects of personality, but, you know, that test, and I've used it many, many times, rather than being a straight personality test, you know, seems to be focused on, as Seligman would say, you know, spotting the loony. And uh, yeah, so, yeah. so his work in trying to find uh, measures that are um, measures of social and, and pro-social um, behavior, you know, are extremely good, I think. And I suppose we should put a link up to the, uh, uh, we've done it before, but a, a link up to positive psychology so people can uh, see what's what's available uh, there. Yeah, anyway. and and the other thing, Jim, I think we, uh, we should put up is, uh, and right at the moment I'm repressing the gentleman's name, but uh, the, the British comic who talked about... Uh, Taking the psychopathology test. Oh yes, John Ronson. Okay, we'll put him. We'll put him up. And uh, yeah, uh, because uh, if nothing else, uh, he gives you a, a moment of lightness when you're uh, when you're thinking about psychopathology. Okay. Um, yeah. In fact, he was uh, on. Um, Oh, um, this American Life, not too long ago, and it was talking about I can't remember something about dancing or oh, growing up in England with uh, parents that uh, seem to have some of their own problems, and maybe he uh, uh, is uh, uh, bouncing some of his um, rather bizarre stuff uh, off of the lens of uh, mom and dad. I'll see if I can find that and put that up as well. It's, just, uh, it's well worth uh, uh, looking at it. I have to make some notes here. Because uh, short-term memory is good for about, uh, what, seven things, plus or minus two. But yeah, uh, yeah. right now, three seems to be about it for me. Okay. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, I'm still looking for a gallon of paint that I moved uh, three weeks ago and that uh, do you think I can find it? Ooh. I know I know that I moved it, but I have no idea where I put it. Okay. Anyway, um, 
So yeah, well, in this in this study from Miguel Jim, one of the uh, one of the interesting things to me was that um, when they when they looked at the the three factors that they said uh, helped to get us this new understanding, uh, the first was biological. Yeah, they um, and I guess they used um, an MRI to measure the um, uh, functioning of the brain's dopamine reward pathway. Now, that would be a pathway that would involve the uh, hippocampus, I would think. They didn't specifically talk about which areas were in- involved, but last week we talked about the hippocampus, and we talked about the prefrontal, lo- uh, prefrontal uh, uh, cortex, and probably both of those would be involved in or predictive of emotional disturbance or mental illness. Um, yeah, and, you know, many of the people who uh, who function well in society uh, do things like um, do what is expected of them and get a dopamine reward for uh, finishing a task. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, But many people uh, may not have that link that, you know, you complete your homework and you say, oh, that's truly great, that's over, Uh, I'm happy. Instead, Mm -hmm. you know, they they may have uh, oppositional defiant disorder and say, you can't make me do homework. Yeah, good, good point. So that accomplishing something could... uh, uh, could give you that uh, dopamine, uh, uh, not high, per se, but dopamine rush, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the people that I work with don't get a lot of satisfaction at doing things. You know, they may use or abuse substances to get that rush, but, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't go and, you know, run a marathon in order to feel, you know, better about themselves. Second factor was um, ACEs, and I think you and I have talked about this enough. But adverse childhood experiences predicted yeah. whether someone yeah. was uh, mentally ill. And you know the social uh, factor, uh, which sometimes can come down to uh, a simple thing of uh, of diet. I mean uh, that. That could be a sign of neglect that you know uh, a uh, overworked uh, mom or dad who's single parenting uh, every night brings home pizza or hamburgers or hot dogs or whatever that have been prepared in a restaurant, and uh, the kid they're raising gets uh, you know no no fruit, no veggies, no nothing uh, except maybe uh, fried potatoes. And uh, that that is a form of neglect in a way. You know that's an excellent point, Ralph. You know, because you don't think of um, you think of depriving your kid of food might be neglect or abuse, but uh, feeding them uh, food from a a, uh, a, you know, a quick food place, yeah, it could very well be a, a kind of an Un, not an unconscious, but a, a hidden uh, form of neglect. There was a yeah, and f- for a, a long time, 
schools were part of this because uh, the school lunch for for years and years was pretty much what uh, starches, carbohydrates. Um, you know, there might be a, a, a salad. Sugars and fat. Yeah, sugars and fat. There might be a salad there, but uh, last time I was at a school lunch, eating in a school cafeteria, that uh, salad was being avoided like the plague. Okay, so <laughs> there was an interesting um, uh, TED Talk, and maybe we can find it, uh, by a lunch lady out in California where she uh, actually changed the the climate of the school by changing the diet of, of the kids. So two two factors that we've looked at, uh, the dopamine uh, pleasure um, uh, rush, I suppose, the uh, uh, ACEs or abuse and neglect, and then the last thing that they reported, these are the three things that when clumped together um, predicted either mental illness or non-mental illness, and the Article doesn't really say what the what, what the weighting is on the factors, and they didn't mention in the article that I saw what the measure of um, psychological um, style was or personality style. But I assume it was the the big five, the big five factor, uh, because of some of the things that they they wrote in the paper, um, and the big five. Are, if you remember the uh, pneumat- uh, mnemonic, Ralph, ocean, so it's openness, yes. yep. conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And you can see that people who are perhaps too much on either end of those uh, uh, five factors could have some psychological problems. And the interesting thing would be, okay, if we can identify then people who uh, don't get pleasure from accomplishing things, who are experiencing ACEs or are kind of overbalanced in some of these areas for the, for the big five, uh, well, we might be able to, to help identify potential um, uh, mental illness before it strikes and uh, might be able to do something with it. It would have to be a... Yeah. And, and one of the things that the study uh, identifies in terms of, of those is particularly things like impulsivity and difficulty controlling emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we can help people with that. We can, we can help, you know, help people become more reflective and more self-controlled. And, uh, you know, I see it with my clients you know, every uh, every day, that uh, kids who were completely out of control and bouncing off the walls, you know, are now uh, self-monitoring you know, and uh, uh, regaining their own sense of uh, being uh, in control without being prescribed, you know, heavy doses of, uh, of medication or without uh, some sort of uh, you know, physical restraint. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there was uh, an interesting article in our local paper, Jim, uh, that uh, basically involved uh, posting on social media of of two kids uh, who were on a school bus and who got into a serious physical fight 
uh, leading to, I think, black eyes and, and bloody noses. Uh, and then, uh, you know, that kind of blew up into uh, now the school gets involved and uh, uh, both students are, uh, are under suspension and so on and so forth. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And, uh, you know, really, when you look at it, that uh, they may have had what they perceived as good reasons for getting into this altercation, but it certainly isn't the, uh, you know, the old rubric of uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me that I can, I can just ignore this. And I mean, I'm in control, not what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. Good point. And we're going to be talking uh, in a couple of weeks, aren't we, Ralph, about the sticks and stones of social media. And, uh, <coughs> yeah. Hey, you sound, sound a little horsey there, or a little frog, well, in, your I, frog in your throat. I seem to have... Uh, Got a, uh, I'm not sure that it's a frog, but maybe a piece of dust in my throat. Yeah, okay. Well, we've looked today at the new understanding of mental illness, you know, bringing mental illness down to three factors. Now, we have to mention that this study was done with 55 uh, college-age students in Montreal and in Quebec City. Um, so that's not a very big sample. But... The uh, government of Canada has given some uh, some money, and I can't remember how much, but it was a sizable chunk in the, in the millions to uh, uh, replicate this and to uh, see if if uh, it works with different populations in uh, uh, different parts of the uh, of the world. So yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it was. It was $2 million, Jim, which is uh, pretty substantial. And combining the three factors and saying, well, can we predict who's going to turn up with uh, uh, mental problems uh, if, we, if we want to label them as such, uh, the study was very robust. It had 90% accuracy, over 90% accuracy. Um, okay. Which is which is more than we get, I think, in just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In you know, in psychological results, when you do a test of a group, uh, it would be uh, it would be interesting to uh, to follow up. Um, and here's a here's a weird study proposal for you, Jim. Uh, finding I can handle weird. Go ahead. Finding all of the people who were part of the uh, BLM Antifa protests uh, a year ago summer, uh-huh. and doing this the same essential evaluation on them, and then finding all the people who were involved in January sixth. At the the capital, and doing the evaluation on them, and saying, uh, "Is there uh, are there similarities in 
background and experience. I can uh, just imagine the uh, difficulty in getting uh, several thousands of those people into an <laughs> MRI <laughs> to take brain scans. <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, I think you'd hear, you'll, you'd hear a lot of uh, fascism and let me out. <laughs> right. And here's the thing that's kind of the, the most interesting thing about it is that an MRI scan is not cheap. Um, they're they're more plentiful. You can get them. Uh, like we probably have an MRI machine attached to the hospital. Uh, certainly at Michigan State, you can buy MRI time. But last time I looked, it was in the order of uh, ten thousand dollars an hour, and uh, that's uh, a uh, chunk of change that isn't hanging around most psychology labs right now. Yeah, I mean that would eat up the uh, two. $2 million uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, indeed. Well, we uh, have looked at something that is promising, and we'll keep uh, our audience uh, uh, updated as we learn more about this. But um, take a look at um, uh, Learn More, uh, John Ronson, and that, you know, Ron Johnson seems to be a reasonable name, but John Ronson, kind of weird. But he is yeah. a little weird, so I think he he's the first to admit it. So we'll put up the psychopath test. We'll put up a link to positive psychology. We'll see if we can. I'll see if I can find the thing on Ronson from uh, This American Life, and uh, we'll even put up the lunch lady from uh, San Francisco who uh, changed the climate of her school. And maybe you know uh, one of the things that we should uh, really uh, uh, talk to our our listeners about is uh, your, our book, Protecting Your Family's Health, um, where we talk about some things that are you know, really foundational in terms of uh, uh, good mental health, good me- mental and physical health. So let's put that down on our uh, sheet as uh, things for the future. But next week, we're gonna t- you're going to be talking mainly, Ralph, about how we learn things and things that help us to... Uh, to understand what we learn uh, uh, more effectively, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be our topic, and I, I think we've got an interesting study uh, to, to look at and uh, and some um, maybe larger focus ideas about, uh, about that. Okay. Well, until next week, this is Jim. And Ralph. Saying... Keep your stick on the ice. Because we're all in this. All in this together. Together.